Good morning. I want to welcome you to Bible Baptist Church in Kingsport, Tennessee. I want you to look at this um, portion of Scripture we're going to look at this morning. I want you to look up. God is still God. He knows what is going on. If you could turn in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 3. This is Pastor Wagner, and we're excited about you listening. And I really want to encourage you this morning, and I want you to think about what we're going through and how God can use it. As we read Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 3, it says this, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me, and He heard my cry. He brought me up also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this scripture. May we get something from your word this morning. May we see what we need today, and may we get it all done, and may you show us step by step, day by day, hour by hour, what you want us to learn through this. Lord, I thank you for the people that are listening. I thank you for the people that are, are at home and, and taking care of themselves. Lord, I think of some of them that have went through surgery and or just be with them. Let them know that we're praying for them. Thank you again for all the things that you have done for us. And let us look at your scripture this morning for a short time. May we get something from it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to go through this portion of scripture fairly quickly. I need you to ponder this. Maybe look over these. Study these verses. This psalm, Psalm chapter 40, is exactly what we need. <clears throat> You might possibly have a little more free time on your hands this week, so study and show. So I want you to look, and as we're looking at this, I'm going to give you a, a few points about what God is doing and how He's working in this portion of Scripture that we can apply in our lives. People have referred to this as a messianic psalm, referring to it is actually a picture of what Christ has went through. It says in verse number 1 that He patiently waited for the Lord and the Lord heard him, and God heard him, and he was in a horrible pit in a miry clay, but God brought him out of that and established his goings, and he gave him a new song, and he gave us a new song. Others refer to this as the psalm that David writes when Absalom is going against him. He's about ready to have a battle with Absalom. But I want to point out a couple points to you this morning, and here they are. The three points for today's message is, what has God done what has God given? What are people seeing? Let me repeat those one more time. The three points are what has God done? What has God given? And what are people seeing? Because if people only see the coronavirus, we're not doing our job as Christians. <clears throat> God wants us to look to Him. And Satan wants us to look at ourselves. Read what David wrote in this psalm. Go to verse number 3 again. It says, He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in Him. But if you flip over and you look at verse number 12, it says this, For innumerable un evils have compassed me about. <clears throat> Mine iniquities have taken hold upon me, so that I am not able to, what's the next two words? Look they are more than the hairs of my head, therefore my heart faileth me. See, God wants us to look up. David knew that he should look up, but he couldn't look up because everything around him was collapsing. He was devastated. <clears throat> we don't know which way to go sometimes. 
He knew where to look, but couldn't because of his situation. This kind of feels like where we are today. I want you to look at these three aspects and these points I want to point out to you today, and I want you to kind of ponder these in your heart. The first one is, what has God done? What has God done for you? What has God done for me? You know, I know that God has, is the first point is in verse number one, he teaches us patience. I don't know about you, but I don't like patience. I don't pray for it, but God always teaches me that. I have had a respiratory problem in the last probably 24 weeks. Can't get over this cough, and, I, and, I, and it's been driving me crazy, not been able to breathe right. Sometimes you, you just get through some of your illnesses and your sicknesses, and, and you just don't know how you're going to make it. And we see people all over America right now, all over the world that are going through these things. But I want to reassure you this, that God does teach us patience. <clears throat> and not only this, that He hears me. I had the privilege of, of having some tests ran, and praise God, they all came back negative. But for those seven or eight days before I got the test results, it was rough. I didn't know what was going on, didn't know which way was up, wasn't sleeping very much. Sometimes my patient was pretty fairly worn. I want to thank the Lord for my wife. She was very cautious with me and very patient with me. But aren't you thankful that God is patient with you? He says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. I want to read something to you, and you'll see it. It says, God help, God's help comes not too soon, lest we should not know the blessedness of trusting in the darkness. And not too late, lest we should know the misery of trusting in vain. Let me read that one more time. God helps comes not too soon, lest we should not know the blessedness of trusting in the dark. He wants us to trust Him in the darkest spots. And it's not too late, lest we should know the misery of trusting in vain. He's going to be right spot on. <clears throat> God's perfect timing is sometimes our waiting on Him for that perfect time. So we have, what has God done? He teaches us patience. Number two, he, he brought me up. Look at verse number um, two in this. He says, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Look at the direction here. <clears throat> the direction is this, that we were down and he was up and he brought us where we need to go. So often in our life, we don't know what to do. You ever been there? Maybe it's a bill, maybe it's a physical ailment, maybe it's a problem that you have to deal with. You don't know which way you need to go. But can I tell you, we always need to look for God. We always need to look up. Even when we have all these things around us and we don't know what to do, we need to look up. It says in verse number two that he brought me up also. He's going to bring me up in that direction. And see what he got me out of? He got me out of the horrible pit. <clears throat> I like this. It says that he didn't just kind of raise me up a little bit. He got me completely out of it. Then it says, out of the miry clay, he gets me completely out of that. So what has God done for me? <clears throat> he has taught me patience when I don't necessarily want patience. But God knows what's best for me. He hears my cry. He brings me up the right direction. Sometimes we don't know what to do in our lives, and we don't know sometimes which way's up. But God sure knows where we need to go. He's always there to give us that helping hand. You know, I'm thankful for that helping hand. I've heard some stories of what some people have went through during these times. And 
you can't really go visit people and you can't do a lot of different things because the, the times have changed. But you see God raising up people left and right. He's taken us out of a horrible, horrible pit, as the Bible says. <clears throat> I don't know what your pit is and I don't know what your miry clay is, but I can tell you this, that God has done this for us. He's not going to leave us where we're at. Doesn't take very long to watch the news and realize it's almost all bad news. Doesn't take very long to watch the news and see how in the world are we going to get out of this economic crisis, this physical crisis, this medical crisis. If I were to tell you that <clears throat> six months ago that we were going to go through this and I laid out exactly what has happened, everybody that's listening to this would think I was crazy. Because six months ago we never saw this coming. But now we're at a spot and we've got to figure out what God has done for us. And I want to tell you, God has done these things. He's taught you patience. He's taught me patience. He's brought us up and he's taken us out of two different things, a horrible pit and a miry clay. But you know what? He doesn't just leave us there. The second part of this is what has God done? The second part is what has God given? What has God given for you and what has God given for me? <clears throat> I like this. Go to verse number two. Verse 1 and 2 says this, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. That's the things he's done, but here's what he's given us. He set my feet upon a rock and he established my goings. <clears throat> you know what I like this is the first part is just the first aspect of who he is. He set my feet upon a rock. I'm not moving at this time. He's just showing me what is stable something about having that stableness there's a big difference between him setting me upon a rock and me being in a in a horrible pit i almost envision this horrible pit as being dark and cold and clammy not able to get your footing and you don't know where you're at don't know exactly exactly your location but when he gives us this foot on a rock gives us an established being. And when he does that, he helps us understand that everything's going to be okay. But without this rock, what will we do? God truly does love us. And he set my feet upon a rock. It's a permanent fixture. Something that's not going to fall, going to crumble, or, or go away. And he set my feet upon I like, like that word, set. He puts me on there so that I, I know I'm going to be safe. I can't tell you how many times <clears throat> you look at what's going on and you just don't know just going to Walmart if you're going to be safe. People are scared to do anything. But thank God we have a rock. And that rock's going to help us. It's going to be the permanent fixture. But not only does his God given us that, but he also... The second part, look what it says. Let's read it again. I waited patiently for the Lord. He gave me the patience. He inclined to me and he heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, <clears throat> out of a miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. And then it says this, and established my goings. Not only does he put your feet on a rock, he establishes where your, where your direction is. He tells me where to go. You know, there's a lot of people saying, I don't want people to tell me where to go. But I'm thankful we have a God that tells us what to do, tells us where to go. For without that, can you imagine what your life would be? 
I'll be frankly honest with you, it's driving me crazy not being able to see people on Sunday. <clears throat> not being able to have more than 10 people. Not to be able to clap, shake hands with people. I've caught myself two or three times trying to shake people's hands and at the last minute you pull away from it. There's going to be some things that have changed for the rest of our lives. But I want you to know that God has established my goings. He's established your goings. We can look <clears throat> at the media, we can look at what's going on in this world and we, we might not understand it all, but I want to tell you we have a God that sure does. And I love that word established. He knows exactly where we need to go and what time we need to go. <clears throat> How does all of this focus in on a purpose? How do we get to having this, our feet upon this rock and establish our goings? What does God, why does God do these things for us? Why has He given these things to us as a Christian? He wants to see something in you and I. He wants to see something in you and I. My next point is this. The first point is this. What has God done? What has God given? The third point is what do people see? I want to ask you this. What do people see in this whole aspect of it? <clears throat> there are many different things in here and we can go to verse number three and Let's start in verse number one and work our way down to verse three. I want you to understand these three verses. If there's anything I, I, I point to you, understand this, that God is doing something in your life. This March of 2020 will be a time that we won't forget. But what can we learn? The first one is, I waited patiently for the Lord. He's going to teach me patience. And He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He's going to listen to what I say. I've had some candid points to talk to the Lord when I wasn't sleeping very well. And I wanted God to hear where I was at. And you know what? He blessed me all the way through it. He brought me up also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. Aren't you thankful that you're not where you used to be? And he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Then it says this, <clears throat> And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. I want to point out a few things for this, and I want you to go, and we're going to go for four things real quick in verse number three, and then we're going to come back to one. If you go to the, the second line in this, it says, even praise unto our God. You know what God wants us to do? What do people need to see? They need to see praise unto our God. <clears throat> not complain about the economy, not complain about what we've lost. People need to see God in us. We need to see a praise to our God. When's the last time you just said, Lord, thank you for letting me go through this? Thank you, though the world may crumble, you've put our feet on a, on a solid rock and you've established our goings. So often we've got to watch it because everything around us is negative. Stock market falling, jobs lost, people sick. There are people that have died from this. And I don't, I'm not underestimating the severity of it, but God is still God. He wants us to praise Him. Even in the bad times, He wants us to praise Him. You know why He wants us to praise Him is verse number, keep reading in verse number 3. It says, even praise unto our God. God knows what's going on in our lives. Look at the next four words. Many shall see it. What does that mean? People around us are going to see how we respond. My neighbors are watching me. Your neighbors are watching you. <clears throat> 
They don't know what to expect, but you know what I do, do know is I know that God knows what's going on. And we can still praise the Lord. There's going to be prayer requests. There's going to be aspects, and we can use this in a very positive way if we just let God use it. We've got to understand that people are watching us. I remember as in, in junior high, I would go to the high school basketball games, and I'd see those high school players and go, man, those guys, they're good basketball players. They're faster, bigger, stronger. wasn't too long that I became a, a high school basketball player. You know, what I failed to realize was that there was younger people watching me when I was playing high school basketball. I wonder what they saw. I wonder what they saw in me. I wonder if I complained too much to the referees or you've seen those players that never foul and they foul like crazy, but they don't think they do. I wonder if that's what they saw in me. <clears throat> My Bible says that I'm supposed to praise our God and many shall see it. And this third one in here, this will not happen if we don't treat this the right way. It says many shall see it. Let's flip over to another verse. Go to verse number 10, in the same verse. It says, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. This is talking about many people seeing what we're going through. And David, if this, was a, if, if this truly was the time when when Absalom was going against him he had some people that had actually switched over from his side to Absalom's side because they wanted to be the winner no matter what the cause and David was a man after God's own heart and the battle was not his it was God's and yet he surrendered himself to him he wanted to make sure that people could pray that he could always praise the Lord and that people would see it then there's one little word <coughs> two little words right after this says that many shall see it, and look at the next two words, and fear. Well, how can this fear happen unless we're doing what's right? See, this is almost, in verse number three, is almost a salvation verse. And fear. What are they fearing? They're fearing what they see in Christians. They're fearing what, they're fearing because they don't have that praise under their God like we have praise unto our God. And they see this, and they, they, they want what you have, but they're scared that they don't have it. That's what people need to see. See, use this opportunity <clears throat> to be a blessing to people. Do something for somebody. Mow a yard, rake a yard. Go get some groceries for somebody. There's always people around us that have it worse off than us. So often we look at our calamities and we don't even see that there's other people suffering and probably suffering more than we are. But they're not going to fear if they don't see a difference in us. David says in this psalm, he says, listen, many shall see it and fear. What does that mean? How are we getting this to the people? How, how are people what are people seeing in us? They should look at us and fear that they don't have what we have. Then look at this last part. If they fear, and then it says this, and shall trust in the Lord. This is salvation. People need to see God in us. How, does, how do they see it? By our praising Him. By them watching us praise. By them being fearful of what they don't have and what we do. And they shall trust in the Lord. We should, be a, we should make a difference. <clears throat> Let's just talk about what we have. If we were truly honest with ourselves, 
even in the midst of this turmoil, we are blessed, praise God. I love to be blessed. Look at verse number 4 in Psalm 40. David writes this after he's already wrote all these things. He says, Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. It says, Blessed is the man. We are blessed. We have truly been blessed at Bible Baptist Church. We've truly been blessed to live in the United States. Truly been blessed to live in Tennessee. Truly been blessed to live in Kingsport. Now we live in a great country, great city, great area. And God has blessed us in ways more than most people. But we've got to look on the positive side. Don't look on the negative side. Well, everybody's sick and we can't go. I've got to spend time with my family. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be bad. Spend time with your family. Point your family to Christ. Point your neighbors to Christ where they can see it and fear and trust in in the Lord. We truly have been blessed, haven't we? Not only that, we have God's work in our lives. Go to verse number 5. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee, If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Listen, more than can be numbered. (laughs) We have God's work in our life. Look at the first part. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works. We have many works. We've we've established in verse number four, we've been blessed. We've established in verse number five, we've had many works that are in our lives. We might as well be thankful. You say, well, Pastor Wagner, it's a rough time right now. Absolutely it is. But this is when we need to shine. And not only this, we can be delighted. Praise God, I love to be delighted. It says in verse number 8, it says, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within mine heart. Let's get some delight in our life. Let's get something in our life that people look at us and they want something of it. I'm trying to be a, a, a cheerleader for you and let you understand that God has something for us. Let's praise Him. People will see it, they'll fear, and they can trust in Him. This is a a, a ripe opportunity to present the gospel to people around us. Get some tracts, pass them out, understand that we're blessed, and and God is working in our lives. We should be delighted. You say, well, Pastor Ryder, you're not really watching the media, you're not watching what's going on, you're out of touch. No, I'm in touch with this. I understand exactly what's going on. But I see an opportunity that God has given us. We need to make sure that people see. This is exactly what people need to see in our lives. But there's one more aspect of this. What do people need to hear from us? It's a pretty rough thing to say. What do people need to hear from us? I've told you um, what what we need to do, what God has done for us, what has God given us, and what do people see. But I want it on this last point. We're almost done. What do people need to hear from us? <clears throat> there are two, two words found in the Bible nine times in the entire Bible. There are seven times in the Old Testament. Six of them are found in the book of Psalms. Two of them refer back to, in, in the New Testament in the book of Revelation. I want you to see this, and we're almost done. I want you to go back to Psalm chapter 40, and let's start at verse number 1. We're going to read all the way to verse number 3, and I want you to see this. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. Now watch this. 
and he hath put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. I overlooked that because I want to come back with emphasis on this. Verse number three. And he hath put a new song in my mouth. <clears throat> if this truly was written when Absalom did what he did, and David could still sing a new song, those two words I was referring to found nine times in the scriptures is the word new song together. When does God give us a new song? He doesn't always give us a new song when everything's going great. He gives us a new song when everything's going bad. And I would say with everything that David went through, even with what Saul had done to him, the, the death of Jonathan, the death of a child, I think this was probably the roughest time in his life, the death of Absalom. But the Bible says that God had given him a new song. And it wasn't just a new song in his heart. Because if you read it, it says, in my mouth. You know what people need to hear right now? They need to hear a new song in our life. They need to see a new song in the problems that we're going through. They need to see someone that's not all about the problems, but all is about the, uh, is about the solution. The solution is not money. The solution is not health. The solution is God. And only God can truly give us that new song. I don't want people around me to hear me complaining and bickering and just being contrary to everything. I want them to see someone that's on the positive note. That positive note through all this, what will he do? He'll teach me patience. He'll bring me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He will set my feet on a solid rock and establish my goings. And with that aspect of it, if he does all those things, he can surely put a new song in my, in my heart. I think one of the hardest things that I'm battling with right now <clears throat> with my respiratory problem and my coughing, I've coughed for, I don't know, 22, 23 weeks in a row, can't get over it. I went to the doctor twice. But the hardest thing that I have right now is not being able to sing. Last time I, <clears throat> in, in the missions conference, if you were here, the last two nights I could not direct the music. And that's one of the things that I miss the most. Because I think people need to see a new song. When you can't sing, you realize how much you miss it. And you've got to realize that this too, as this new song comes along, watch this, even praise unto our God. Our song should be about praise unto God and that many people shall see it. That's what our whole thing's about. When you can't sing, you realize how much you miss it. I'm not saying you have to have a, a great voice, but God sure does want to hear you sing. There's a song that I sing when my voice is good and God wants to hear you sing. And it's talking about when you go through the struggles. It's easy to sing when everything's going right. It's hard to get that new song when everything's going wrong. I want to encourage Bible Baptist Church and the listeners of this, this message this morning to think back on what people are hearing from you, what they're seeing in you. God surely has been, we have surely been blessed by our God. He's given us more than what we deserve and more than what we can handle. We need to delight in Him and we need to have a new song where people will look at us and many people will see it. Don't be honing in on all the bad parts, but look at the good parts. 
God truly has been good to us. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the people that are listening at this particular moment. Some of them are scared, and rightly so. Some of them are concerned about their finances, their retirement. Some of them are concerned about paying the bills. Some of them are concerned about getting food. But Lord, may we realize that you're bigger than that. Lord, you've raised this church up in Kingsport. We've got some great deacons and great trustees and great people. May we be a, a blessing to people around us. May we at this time just really hone in on what we need to do for each other. May we share prayer requests, although we can't see each other. May we share prayer requests. May people see in us a Christ-like manner. And if there's someone out there that is listening to this, or maybe someone that's been in our church and visited, and maybe even a member of our church that doesn't know for sure where they're going to spend eternity, may they hear our new song, and may many people see it. May they fear, may they trust in you. Lord, thank you for what you're sending us through right now. I don't understand it all, but I sure do know that you're always with us. You're the man that's in the well with Jonah. You're the man that's, you're the, you're the God that's in the lion's den with, with Daniel. You, you have been with us along the way. And through all these problems, we sure do need you. And we're so thankful for when you teach us along the way. May we understand we're here to help each other. And Lord, if there's someone in here that doesn't know you as personal Savior, may they get that settled. Thank you for loving us despite our faults. And thank you for all you do in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.